from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, everyone. Thursday, October 27th, 2022. We've got a packed show today with GitHub, VMware, OpenSSL, CryptoJacking, and Australia getting hit with five cyber attacks, four weeks, pretty much uh, making their cybersecurity minister rip her hairs out. And, and rightfully so, um, I think she's unqualified for the job she's got. So <laughs> we'll get to that on today's show, all that and more. But before we do that, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. Go to CyberHub Podcast on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, catch all of our latest content in video, if that's your thing, or you can just listen to us on your favorite podcast listening platform, CyberHub Podcast, catch us there. My double espresso, coffee cup, cheers, gang. Let's start dissecting what's going on. GitHub has resolved a flaw that's allowing attackers to take over repositories and infect all different applications. GitHub did address the vulnerability that that does allow that. It's infecting the applications and all other code that rely on those specific applications. Researchers from Checkmarks approached the platform on June 13th and GitHub acknowledged the issue, classified it as high severity, paid them an undisclosed bug bounty. GitHub did not respond for requests for comments, but Checkmarks said they worked with the platform to address the bug. The issue centers around the popular repository namespace retirement, a feature of GitHub. Thousands of GitHub users, including those in control of popular repositories and packages, opt to change their usernames, leaving namespaces, including their old usernames, open for exploitation. The vulnerability left numerous packages susceptible to being hijacked to serve malicious code to millions of users in many applications. Aviad Gilshon, security researcher over at Checkmarks, told the record that attempts to exploit the namespace retirement feature remains an attractive attack point for supply chain attackers, something similar to the SolarWinds incident. And even bigger, once a chain is compromised, you don't know how far and how long it can go. Gershon explained that their research into the issue began when their chief architect, Alad Rappaport, found the first bypass related to this issue late last year. Uh, the problem was fixed in May of 2022, but not before it was abused. Rappaport began to dig for similar ways of bypassing the same protection, and they reported it to uh, GitHub. They're kind of calling it repo jacking technique. Very clever, but nonetheless, it's now been fixed by GitHub, but worth kind of looking back at how many of these packages were impacted, which is around 10,000 in total. Um, if those exist and what could potentially be the issue there. So keep that in mind. VMware did patch a critical vulnerability in the end of life product. CVE 2021-39144 was a CVSS score of 9.8. The security defect exists in the Xtreme and open source library to serialize objects to XML and back. That's in the NSX data center for vSphere or the VMware Cloud Foundation. That's where the vulnerability is. Some of these products are end of life, but they went ahead and issued this um, uh, update anyway. So you want to make sure you get that patched. OpenSSL is actually patching a first critical vulnerability since 2016. It's kind of like how many days was someone not injured on the construction site? And there it is for them. Uh, six years. The OpenSSL project has informed users that an upcoming update will patch a critical vulnerability in the open source cryptography and secure communication toolkit. Uh, OpenSSL version 3.0.7 is scheduled for Tuesday, November 1st between 1 and 7 p.m. UTC. No details have been provided, but it's been described as a security fix release that will include a patch for vulnerable for vulnerability rated critical. The issue doesn't appear to impact SSL 
uh, OpenSSL versions prior to 3.0. This is the first critical vulnerability patched in OpenSSL since September of 2016. Well done there to the team. Six years. I think there's people at Microsoft and VMware that are envious of you folks over at OpenSSL. A new crypto jacking campaign targeting vulnerable Docker and Kubernetes instances. Crypto jacking, for those who don't know, they latch onto your uh, uh, cloud or server resources. They're mining crypto, uh, doing that, and th- they're kind of bailing out. By the time you figure it out, they're, they're, they're long gone. They're, you know, kind of mining crypto on, on your dime. Uh, CrowdStrike dubbed the activity as Kiss the Dog with its command and control infrastructure overlapping and those associated with other groups like Team TNT, which are known to strike misconfigured Dockers and Kubernetes instances. Worth checking that, by the way. The attack uh, chain subsequently attempts to escape the container and move laterally into a breach network while simultaneously taking steps to terminate and remove cloud monitoring services there. The additional method to evade detection, the campaign makes use of diamorphine and lib process hide rootkits to hide uh, malicious processes from the user, the latter of which is compiled as a shared library and its path is set as the value for the LD preload environment variable. Um, so something to keep an eye on. And finally, Medi- Medibank? Medibank now says that all of their, the, the, the attackers have accessed all of their customer personal data. Uh, Australian insurance firm Medibank has confirmed that all of their customers' personal information and a large amount of health claims data was part of the compromise in a recent ransomware attack. The announcement that was published uh, this morning, the companies warned that an internal investigation into, into the attack has shown that the threat actors had far greater access to customer data than they initially thought. They've confirmed that the following data has been compromised. All AHM customer personal data and significant amounts of health claims data, all international student customer data, uh, personal data and significant amount of health claims data and all Medibank customer personal data and significant amount of health claims data was all accessed and exfiltrated. Um, Medibank found evidence that in some cases the threat actor managed to remove some of the access data. So customers should assume that all of this data was stolen. Um, last week, uh, Medibank assured its 2.8 million customers that there was no evidence of any customer data having been accessed or, uh, or exfiltrated and claims that the hackers didn't encrypt anything before they were stopped. That's now proven to be false. Just shows you kind of, you want to be careful with how you respond and the messaging, and you want to be really sure with what you're putting out there. Um, that, that, that's another one. Australia, that's been going through a series of, of really horrible breaches. Um, the government now wants to punish companies that are victims of crimes rather than have a conversation around the countries that are attacking these organizations, targeting Australians, um, and as such, uh, really going after the victims here. They want to increase privacy breach penalties from 2.2 million to 50 million. Australia's lost its way. This government has really lost its way. That's, I mean, I get you think that's going to motivate companies, but I, I don't think there's any company that wants to be a victim of ransomware or of a data breach. I don't think there's any company out there that um, is willing to cut corners. Um, for, for the sake of that, and I think these fines are all right. They're they're might give the system more time in the board if that's what you're trying to do. But you you know the cybersecurity minister in Australia hasn't been a good private public partner advocate, and so yeah, I, I don't I don't see this helping at all, folks. That's it for the show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your day, and most importantly, stay cyber safe. 
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. 